0: not going to raise my voice yes i'm really good at basketball for a puppet what just happened i drank your milkshake what's up with those shorts it's either super good or super bad
1: unreasonable doubt a podcast about west virginia university basketball starts now hello
0: from the Dyer Prime Studio in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Down. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt, episode 18 Kansas. Yes, it counts as only one win, right? But when you're entering the gauntlet, <laughs> and I'm amazed how everybody that's following this, I feel like 100%. Of WVU basketball fans is calling this a gauntlet. (laughs) The six-game stretch. But when you're playing six ranked teams in a row, it's great to start that with a win. West Virginia gets a 10-point halftime lead. Already nervous. Got a text during (laughs) during halftime saying, Oh, here we go. And of course, confirmed in the first three minutes where the lead evaporates. But West Virginia never lets Kansas take the lead and wins this game convincingly, 91 to 79. So that ends a five game losing streak to Kansas, puts West Virginia, as of this recording, in second place in the Big 12, which is amazing. And listen, we talked about the basketball gods a couple of games ago. The gods were shining in West Virginia's favor today. Kansas did things we only think happened to West Virginia. They missed the bunnies. Kansas missed a ton of bunnies. They didn't get the 50-50 balls. West Virginia did this game. Kansas doesn't typically give up 91 points. <laughs> Credit to West Virginia. But... The gods were shining in West Virginia's favor today. And really, when you think about the game, it, it's hard to find a negative as a Mountaineer fan in this one. But luckily, I have a friend who can always bring the glass half empty perspective. <laughs> and I don't know if this is a good idea, but in a game, I can't find hardly any negatives. I got to bring him on. Let's welcome back the most famous puppet. <laughs> I dabble in puppetry. The most famous puppet to appear on a West Virginia basketball podcast. Let's welcome back Mr. Frown. Let me get him out of the case here. Hi, Mr. Frown. Hi, Josh. Welcome back. It's so cold outside. Mr. Frown, it's it's winter. It's, there's so much snow. Yeah, man, It's it's winter in West Virginia. It's cold. Listen, I brought you back because I can't find anything negative to say about the game today. I mean, West Virginia had two guys with career-high points in a game. How many guys played? What, Mr. Frown? How many guys played for West Virginia? I don't mean, well, West Virginia played nine guys. Seven guys didn't have career days. Mr. Frown, I mean, (laughs) I don't think it's realistic to expect that every guy is going to have a career high scoring game in the same game. Two guys did. Mr. Frown, I don't think that's fair. Life's not fair, Josh. Oh. (laughs) Okay, that's true, Mr. Frown, but let's talk about what we saw today. I mean, we one of the guys with career days, Deuce McBride. Wow. I don't know what you're going to be able to say here, Mr. Frown. I mean, he had a career high, 29 points, eight assists seven rebounds four of five from three perfect from the foul line including important ones late three steals I mean he filled the box score today he did everything and it seemed like when he was shooting the ball whether it was mid-range or a three-point shot you thought it was going in he shot a terrible air ball I don't remember that Mr. Frown. It missed one foot to the right. Wait, are you talking about that pass to Matthews? Air ball. Come on, Mr. Frown. That was not an air ball. That was an obvious pass. I disagree. Well, okay. Well, agree to disagree. He played too many minutes, Josh. Oh, Mr. Frown, he played 38 minutes. Huggins is going to wear him down. West Virginia is great when Deuce is in the game. I can understand why Huggins would want to play him a lot. Too much. I mean, Mr. Frown, he he had 2 weeks off. Yeah, because one of his one or more of his teammates got a pandemic virus. Oh my gosh. Mr. Fran, I don't think we that's not that's not something we should make light of. It's true. The other guy with a career day with was Taz Sherman. Second half, Taz was back. He had 16 of his career high 25 points in the second half. He drove the ball with confidence. He broke out the fadeaway. I love a fadeaway. One possession, he got the ball off the rebound, went all the way down coast to coast, got a screen at the three point line, got into the lane, and got not one, but two Kansas guys in the air with pump fakes before finishing. He was four of seven from three. He was perfect from the free throw line. He didn't have any blocks. Oh, come on, Mr. Frown. Taz is a guard he's not expected to have blocks. He didn't have any steals either. I feel like you're really digging into the weeds here to find something negative, Mr. Frown. You're really nitpicking here. He didn't pick anyone. Uh, okay, I see what you did there with pick, but... Uh, If you're doing that, Mr. Frown, I feel like that's an endorsement of Taz Sherman. And you have two guys with career scoring days. And Mr. Frown, Derek Culver, those guys go off. And Derek Culver gets to go under the radar with 19 points and 9 rebounds. I mean, West Virginia was giving it to him early. He started the game 4-for-4. He finished the game 8-for-12 late in the game they were going to him and he was getting he was getting one footers and getting them to go in he looked unguardable at times Mr frown it wasn't a double double oh come on Mr frown I mean he had he had nine rebounds is nine double digits is nine double digits no double double <laughs> oh my God uh Yeah, but if he had one more rebound, he would have had a double-double. No double-double, Josh. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a double-double. He still had a great game. Ah. Emmett Matthews, the fourth guy from West Virginia today with double-digit scoring. Matthews back in the starting lineup. McCabe. Out of the starting lineup, Matthews played 37 minutes. He finished with 10 points, five rebounds. Two of his points was from that pass, Mr. Frown, from Deuce. Emmett also had a big three pointer to push the lead back up to 10 with under four minutes to play. Back to back strong games for Emmett Matthews Jr. He's not as good at rebounding as Oscar. Oscar left like a month ago, man. Oscar was an elite rebounder. Emmett's not. Mr. Frown, Emmett doesn't have to be as good as rebounding as Oscar. West Virginia got out-rebounded today. (sighs) Mr. Frown, they scored 91 and won by 12. Yes, they got out-rebounded today. Listen, on what guys can and can't do Oscar couldn't make any threes Emma's playing the four and he's making threes he hasn't gained the 18 pounds back <laughs> <laughs> what Mr. Frown he hasn't gained the weight back how do you know that Mr. Frown did someone say he gained it back I don't know how that comes up in conversation he's gotta gain weight Josh Well, Gabe, (laughs) moving on. I don't know what to do with that, Mr. Frown. Gabe, really good defensively today. Got a steal. Took a charge. He seemed to do really well. I mean, West Virginia decided with Gabe on the pick and roll that they were going to just double the ball handler. And that, that seemed to work out well. The rotations looked better. Gabe was a big part of that. I'm betting Gabe, when he came to WVU, wasn't expecting to play the five. But Huggins has him at the five, basically backing up Culver in this one. And West Virginia, I think, looks well when they do well when Gabe's at the five. He doesn't try to shoot anymore. Mr. Frown, they don't need Gabe to shoot. You don't have to guard him. Well, I mean, you do have to do something with Gabe. He is a good passer. How many times did he shoot today? Josh? He didn't shoot any today, Mr. Frown. How many times did he shoot in the last game? Okay, he didn't take a shot in the last game either. He doesn't try to shoot. Mr. Frown, Gabe can contribute and be productive and help this team in other ways. And it's positive. He doesn't contribute shooting. Mr. Frowny doesn't contribute shooting. But other guys shot well. What, what? Why are we doing this? This was a, I mean, this is my fault. I invited you on. But West Virginia shot 50% from the field, 52% from three defensively I was watching I'm you know as many corner threes wide open corner threes as West Virginia's given up this season make or miss I was watching the corner threes they only gave up one and of course compared to the last Kansas game they gave up nine less threes than the game in Lawrence listen I don't care what Kansas's record is anytime you beat the Kansas Jayhawks it's great They're not going to be a top 25 team next week. I can't argue with you there, Mr. Frown. They are going to fall out of the top 25. They're not going to win the Big 12, Josh. Well, I mean, it's not over, but it's not looking like Kansas is going to win the Big 12 this season. You're right again, Mr. Frown. You made a bet that they would. Mr. Frown. I did make a bet that Kansas will win the Big 12, but how how did you know that? I know all of your passwords. All right. Okay, it's time for you to get back in the box, Mr. Frown. It's cold. <clears throat> uh, I think that was a mistake, but today was not a mistake for West Virginia. Got a big win. One gauntlet game down, five to go. Random thoughts coming up. Dire Prime is a lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Dire Prime Creative Group. Full-service graphic shop. Veteran-owned. Family-owned. They're putting designs on things. They're creating designs and then putting them on things. They'll put it on a t-shirt, and usually that's like ink. They'll put it on a sticker, and that's... I don't know how that works. Magic. They have a new way they can put your design on something. Embroidery. It's new to Dire Prime, it's not new like the idea of embroidery, but like a polo shirt with your design stitched in with thousands of stitches to create your logo stitched into a polo shirt, a hat. Doesn't that sound neat? Dire Prime can tell you more if you call or text them to find out more. 304-767-4445. Find them on the web direprime.com, D Y E R P R I M E dot com, or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dire Prime.
1: one of this game two ranked teams you know they start gearing up in February to prepare for the NCAA tournament you know they're the home of the NCAA tournament along with the other stations including True TV <laughs> that's a thing and it's been a thing for a while now which, and it's still weird but listen you're on CBS you got the CBS music it just feels more important so First game on CBS, and what happens? You don't hear the on-site play-by-play color commentator, and Bill Raftery's in the Coliseum. Enjoy me some Bill Raftery, and I don't get to hear him until the second half because of technical difficulties. So, so many games this year: ESPN, ESPN Plus, CBS. Poor Holly Rowe had to call some of the game. I think in Kansas, it's been crazy, and all happening during a pandemic. So, what CBS did, since they didn't have the guys football in the first half, they had the studio team call the game, all right? And at the beginning, it sounded like, and I'm not joking, the the audio feed sounded like someone put a microphone in front of a CB radio. (laughs) I mean, I actually pictured four guys around my grand and grandfather's kitchen table, like the corded phone, you know, like the 75-foot corded phone, if you're old enough, you remember that. Like, somebody had that, and four people around a kitchen table in 1986 in my grandparents' kitchen, calling a basketball game in 2021. What is happening? They did get better sound. It was studio quality sound, but it was still the studio team. And, you know, this is not, you know, they didn't plan on doing this, but when the situation happened, CBS said, hey, you guys call the game. They were on an obviously one or two second delay so they can't even call the game properly. It was so bizarre. And specifically, I want to point out two guys. (laughs) And again, I'm trying to be fair in that they weren't planning on calling a basketball game, and it's not their job to call a basketball game. But one of those guys that was in the studio today was Seth Davis. And I don't mind Seth Seth Davis. strong feelings about seth davis but what i do know about seth Seth davis i cannot recall if he's ever said anything complimentary about west virginia university in his entire life so much so that i feel like in his contract with cbs he actually looked it over and said hey can we add a Can we add a clause in here that I don't don't ever have to say anything nice about West Virginia? I mean, West Virginia fans, we speculate that other people, there's a handful that we don't think have an extra guy against WVU. For the most part, we think everybody has an issue with West Virginia, but it's just speculation. I don't think it's speculation with Seth Davis. I really think he has he has issues with the university. I don't understand that. So you, you type you Google Seth Davis, WVU, and you and you get a column back in twenty fifteen where Huggins hit Seth Davis with a I don't care for a guy who played intramurals at Duke <laughs> Because Seth Davis obviously picked Buffalo to upset West Virginia in the first round of the NCAA Tournament. And with respect to Seth Davis, Buffalo almost did. Anyways, Seth Davis, (laughs) known WVU fill-in-the-blank, negative word. And then John Rothstein was also in the studio. And I enjoy John Rockstein. I enjoy his Twitter feed. Uh, I believe him when he says he just watches college basketball. Like, I get that. That's what he's putting out. It seems like that's the case, right? When he referred to the game as a chess match for what seemed to be the 18th time in three minutes... It legit, and I'm 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 being dead serious here. I'm, it made me concerned and worry about his mental health. Like he was spiraling. Have you seen The Aviator? It made me think of the movie The Aviator. I'm not gonna spoil it. I kind of did already, but watch The Aviator, and it make you think of John Rothstein calling this game. All right. I guess my thing is, CBS said, "Hey, you guys, we can get you a CB radio or just you know regular microphones. You like college basketball, right? Call the game." Are there other options when there's technical difficulties? I can think of two. One, and you can have this for any game that you have technical difficulties. And I'm kind of familiar with how they do like, announcing for NBA 2K or basketball games that that you can play on an Xbox or whatever, and that's fiction. And you're playing a game, and that has, there's no technical difficulties on that because, you know, they've just pre-recorded things that play-by-play and color commentators would say they can be generic they can be cliches and it would and you, I really think in 2021 you could make that work just one person on a soundboard it's a gigantic soundboard right you need probably a hundred different fa- uh, phrases um, and that may, whatever the number is but have somebody skilled in that <laughs> ready to go and you could just push the button, like you could push the swish button. If there is a chess match button, that I wouldn't recommend that you use that. But you could have the chess match button. You could have that's a bad turnover button, like you, like just pick how many generic phrases, even like <laughs> you just like two points. <laughs> Have a soundboard, right? The emergency guy. It exists in video games. It should exist in real life. And here's here's a novel concept. What about just show the game? Put the scroll at the bottom. Just scroll it along with the with the scores. Hey, we got technical difficulties. Whatever, and just let the game ride. People really going? Uh, yeah, people. Okay. In this option, people may think, but I, that's why you need to scroll. But people may think that uh, they're losing their mind or their TV is messed up if you don't have anybody saying anything. But you just play the music, go into commercials like you normally do, throw the technical difficulties, even if it's just like a block at the bottom. Like we're trying to fix it but just show the game. How about that? Listen, the studio guys want to do studio things. They're not prepared for this. Clark Kellogg, of all the four guys available, was probably the only one excited to call the game. They did the best they could. I'm just saying in 2021, unless the pandemic has a direct effect on technology, you have other options. Final
0: thoughts coming up. Unreasonable Doubt is on the social media. On Instagram, at UnreasonableDoubtWV. On Twitter, at I'm Josh Witt. On Facebook, go to that search bar thing and type in Unreasonable Doubt. interact with the show final thoughts for this episode of unreasonable doubt the next game of the gauntlet for wvu is tuesday 9 p.m west virginia hits the road to go to lubbock texas to play texas tech seems like they just played texas tech right And believe me, we're 100% going to say that after the first Baylor game because they're going to play Baylor twice in a row. (laughs) The true rough stretch of the gauntlet is the back-to-back with undefeated Baylor. Anyways, Texas Tech. West Virginia beat Texas Tech by one in Morgantown in a shootout, in a comeback win. But West Virginia has not won in Lubbock since 2016. Texas Tech has won three in a row now since the loss in Morgantown. And let's just, let's, I'm stating the facts here. West Virginia had their season high in scoring today. Two guys had career days. I'm not saying to mark this down as a loss. I'm not saying that. But I'm not not saying that either. Okay? Okay. That's it. I mean, come on. Is it? Can you have a really good game on the road after you just had probably your best game of the season? Like this one was better than the Richmond game offensively. That's it for this episode. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not not saying that. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pandora, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox. Subscribe to the podcast. Press the button. That downloads it to your device automatically. That helps me. If you like this podcast, it helps you. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt WVU for the 2020-2021 season.